Welcome to Quake in Your Boots, episode two. More at quakeinyourboots.com. Hey, Eric, how's it going? Oh, it's going great, boss. How was your vacation? Ah, it was wonderful. That's great to hear. Okay, Eric, before you start work again, there's one thing I want to cover with you. A few days ago, we got a pallet of these limes in, and they're, they're fine, but they have a funny name. Figure you might get some questions about it, so we should probably cover it before you get out on the sales floor. Oh, okay. What, what are they called? Well... They're called herpes lines. Oh, ew. God, why didn't you tell me? I've been touching them all morning. No, no, no. That's just it. They don't contain herpes. I, I, don't, I don't think they have anything to do with the disease herpes. They're just called herpes limes. Ooh, that's, that's going to be a tough sell. Tell me about it. Herpes limes. My store shelves are crammed with all these herpes limes. The man who named them that is not a friend of mine. I'm gonna sell these gosh darn herpes lines. Uh-huh. I couldn't help but over here, but did, did you say this uh, basket of limes over here has herpes? No, miss. Sorry. Sorry to worry you. It's just the name of the variety, like a Valencia orange. These are just herpes limes. Nothing unsafe about them at all. Now, that doesn't ring so true to me. You know, I took those home and I made limeade with my children for the whole neighborhood. Are you telling me I came down here, I plunked down my money, and I walked out with a bag full of STDs? Oh, no, 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 ma'am. No, miss. No, they're perfectly safe. They're just regular limes. They're just called herpes they're totally limes. Fine, it's ma'am. It's very confusing oh, for everybody. Blah, and I'm blah, sorry about blah. that. I've heard it all before, mister. Next time you're going to try to tell me that HIV bananas don't cause AIDS, right? No, no, of herpes course not. Herpes limes. Why'd you go and sell my family all these herpes limes? I assure you, it's just a name. I sit and smoke my pipe and think of simpler times. Please, if you just stop singing for a second, let That's me explain. Before I knew about these herpes limes. They're absolutely safe. There's nothing wrong with them. You're gonna hear from my lawyer. No. Oh, goodbye. Oh, miss. Goodbye. Miss, don't don't walk away. Oh, oh. Man, oh. boss, there was no convincing oh, her. I don't know how we're gonna handle this. This is insane. <laughs> Oh my god, would you look at that? It's a whole display of my beautiful herpes limes. Hey guys, how are they selling? Uh, you're the herpes limes guy? Well, yes. We can't sell them at all. Oh, really? Everyone thinks that we're poisoning them. Oh, we're losing no. customers left and right. Oh, no. See, I, I'm afraid I've got a little explaining to do. See, now, herpes limes. Well, I'm the one that named them that. Oh, yes, it's herpes limes. See, herpes is my family name, I've done no crimes I only grieve for all my herpes limes uh-huh. Herpes lime A citrus species long believed to be subprime The purer and more holy than a church bell's chime What's to become of all my herpes lines? All those herpes lines. Hey, what are you two doing? Get back! Oh, ow, oh, jeez! Come on, it's just my name! Don't you think I've suffered enough? Quake in your boots, quake in your, quake in your boots, quake in your, quake in your boots, quake in your, quake in your. Boots quaking, you're quaking, your boots uh, quaking. Are we done? Uh, yeah. Uh, hello, welcome to Zoltan's Fabrics. Uh, what can I do for you? Well, my, my wife and I just redid the interior of our house, sort of an eggshell color. We're looking for some new curtains that go along with that. Oh, ooh, what's this one? Uh, that is a very nice uh, embroidered muslin from the shores of Moldavia. 
people like it. It's very supple. It's not too expensive. It's it would be nice for curtains. It would hang beautifully. Ooh, and what's this one? Oh, that's that is a traditional gingham check. In this case, it the check is yellow and the back field is a green. That would go very nice with the eggshell paint job. Um, it is also good for if you wanting the Americana in your house. Oh, well, that's that's beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see how many how many yards of that you think I'd need for uh, three curtains that are seventy two by forty eight. Well, you would expect you'd need. Let's see. Um, let me count it up with my calculating thing. Ooh, what's that one back there? This it doesn't really fit my color scheme, but it's so beautiful. What is that? You're talking about the cobalt blue? No, no. There's a big, big bolt of fabric way at the back of the store, just suspended on this little hanger thing. I don't see it. It pointed to me. Pointed there. Where? Back there? Oh, oh, that. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, that is not so much fabric. It's it's not really for making the curtains or the clothing or the other things that you would make with a fabric. It is it is just a sort of a fun little thing the boss has. He, he likes to have it around. Oh, but, but it looks like fabric. It, it looks beautiful. Man, I would love to get a couple of yards of that just to maybe I can make a, a dress for my wife or something. Well, sir, it, like I say, it's not really a a fabric we can sell. It's it's more of a curio for the boss. He got it in the Far East Asia somewhere and keeps it around just to look at and touch, you know. But mostly you cannot touch it. You can't touch it. Why not? Well, you. I mean, you cannot touch it. You cannot cut it. You cannot fold it. Really, it needs to stay up there on that roll and not be uh, disturbed very much, if you know what I mean. Do you mean that it'll fall to shreds? Or I'm not sure. I'm getting you here. Well, sir, if you can keep secret. Can you keep secret? Oh, I can keep secret. Okay, well, uh, it is not so much a fabric, it is the fabric. Oh, so it's really, really expensive stuff, huh? Uh, expensive doesn't even cover it. It is what your scientists call the fabric of space and time. What? Okay. Right, right. So, yeah, the fabric of space and time is a piece of fabric on a roll in your store. Yeah, I'm telling you, my boss is a very crazy guy. He goes out to all kinds of deep, dark places, finds very interesting things, brings them home, puts them in his house usually. This he leaves here because it looks wonderful and makes the store look a little more upscale. But uh, seriously, I'm not fucking with you. This really is the fabric of space and time. Well, I've got to say, man. That is something else. <laughs> if that's true, if you're not fucking with me, that is truly a superlative item. And I'm just wondering, couldn't I take just a tiny piece? Just It would make such a beautiful dress for my wife. I'm sure she would love it. It's her anniversary coming up soon. So, I mean, what, what would it cost? I could, I could pay, I don't know, a few thousand dollars for it even. A few thousand? Hmm. Well, uh, he says never to touch, never to cut. If you cut, very bad things happen, you know. It is space and time, the fabric of it. If you just go cutting willy-nilly, you know, you might get rid of some important parts, you know, but perhaps we can, perhaps we can find an area that's not too critical, you know, take just a little piece, like you say. Do you have thousands of dollars in your pocket? Why, yes, I do. I'm a, I'm a normal American type person. Oh, well, that's great. Well, let me get my biggest shears and see if we can find some place that uh, we can sacrifice, you know, just for the anniversary. It is a nice time to get a nice thing for your wife, I understand. My wife, when it comes time for anniversary, I get her a large wooden hammer. She hit me in the head with it, and I love it, and she loves it. It's very nice. Oh, that sounds very quaint.
Okay, uh, well, now let us go and look. Okay, it looks like if you look deeply into this little corner over here, it looks as though this is some part of the planet Mercury about a thousand years ago. It seems like maybe no one missed this. Uh, I don't know. Do you think we have a need for that, you know? Oh, well, I'm hesitant to say. I mean, I'm, I'm no kind of physicist. Not even an astrophysicist, but if you're willing to try, I'm willing to pay. Okay, <laughs> just this once, all right? Beginning to shred. What, what are you, are you doing? Court? Stop, stop it! I can do. I stop, it. stop it! Ah! Oh no! My inside! Turn it inside out! Hi, my name's Tim, and my pal is the president. <laughs> Steve and I, man, we've, we've been buddies ever since second grade. And as big as he got, he and I have always kept in touch. Right around the time of his presidential win, I started recording our conversations. I figured it'd be fun to listen to someday. This is the first call from right after the election results came in. Steve, buddy, I can't believe this. Congratulations, bro. Oh, Tim, so great to hear from you, man. I'm absolutely floored this is happening. Ten years ago, we'd never believe a hippie freak like me could get anywhere, let alone all the way up. What a country this is, right? Yeah, man, I'm so damn excited to see you bring down the machine. You're freaking there. You're going to do this. Well, one thing at a time, you know. I, I hate to give anybody false hope, but I do intend to use every waking hour to make things right. Well, man, couldn't have happened to a better guy. I can't wait to see what you'll do up there. Now, I know you're the busiest man in the country. I'll let you go, okay? Can we talk again maybe in a few months? For sure. My handlers have said I can keep in touch with whoever I want to. No problem. Talk to you soon, buddy. Talk soon, Steve. So a few months went by, and like clockwork, Stephen called me back. I was so excited to hear about his integration into the White House and any kind of nitty-gritty details he could share. Here's that second recording. Tim, buddy, how are you, my man? Well, I'm fine, but I'm itching to hear your story. What's it like being the leader of the free world, dude? It's pretty exhausting so far, meeting all the people, learning the ins and outs, the job, all the public appearances, the presidential dinners, you know. Ooh, what are those like? Are you just hobnobbing with past presidents for guidance or something? Well, no. I'm a little hesitant to say, uh... Oh, okay, I'm alone. My handlers, they keep, uh... Well, it's almost like they're they're force-feeding me foie gras. What? For real? Force-feeding foie... Jesus, if that's not the picture of irony... I know. It never ends. And there's just... There's buckets of caviar everywhere. They hand me a handful every time I start to open my mouth. You should see the looks they give you when I try to spit it out. Dude, this is beyond psychotic. What the hell is this for? Uh, it's an ironclad tradition, they say. It dates back to Roosevelt. Every new pres gets this treatment. They say it's non-negotiable. Something to do with a long-standing agreement with the fine foods industry. All I know is I'm tired as hell and this can't be good for my TV waistline, if you know what I'm saying. I can scarcely believe this, man. You said all right, though. Uh, any movement on your tax bill or the, the wars? No, not yet. Everything you've heard about the government foot-dragging is one-tenth as bad as the truth. It's going to take a while to get this ship back on track, but I'm giving it my all, you know. All right, man. Well, uh, remember to hit that elliptical and uh, let's catch up again soon, okay? Yeah, soon. See you, Tim. All right, all right. I'll get off the phone. No, I don't want any truffles. God damn it! Wow, it certainly seemed like a crazy world Steve had gotten himself into. I let a few months pass, and then I gave him a call on his personal line. Hello? Steve, is that you? No, this is the president's assistant. Is this Tim Parker? Uh, yes. How, how did you know that? I'm calling from a pay-as-you-go cell phone. It's not important. Look, no hard questions. Of course. Hey, Steve and I are old school buddies. I just want to catch up. No hard questions. Hi, Tim. Steve, what's up? Man, you, you sound terrible. 
Do I? I guess it's just lack of sleep. I've been taking a lot of meetings with the super PAC people and the lobbyists. Oh yeah, the prep must be murder. You been up late and researching? No, not as such. They tend to show up around 2 a.m., heavily armed. They're nice enough, but I just don't get why so late, why so many bazookas, you know? We can talk when it's light out. Man, what a trip. Are they trying to soften you on the social services stuff or the environment or...? Uh, it's everything. They keep showing me these videos to illustrate their point, but they never seem to go anywhere. It's just all these images set to dramatic music, and I'm usually so tired I just doze off halfway through. They don't seem to mind, though. That's... that's really weird, man. That's not... that's not normal. I don't think that's normal. That's not even the weirdest thing. Looks like my watcher's in the bathroom. So, I got a cold a couple weeks ago. I called the medical folks to get some cough medicine or something. They hung up on me, and an hour or so later I went to my bedroom to relax. I found they'd removed my bed. Removed your bed? For what? They replaced it with this big black shiny thing. What? Is it like an MRI machine or something? I can't tell, honestly. It's, it's, it's pyramid shaped. It's got a hole just big enough to slide myself into. I mean, it does help me sleep, though my dreams have been going bonkers since this happened. They made you sleep in a fucking pyramid? Dude, you gotta get out of there. This ain't cool. Those handlers, they're up to something. Oh no, uh, they're great guys. And the med staff's peerless in the state. I I'm sure this is just some new tech they found. You know, I I trust them. Wow. Uh, okay, well, I guess you know them better than I do. Uh, so how's things on all the bills you've been introducing? Are people starting to sway, or...? To be honest, Tim, I'm coming to understand that politics is a process. I can't expect to just waltz in here and change everything at once. It's gonna take a while. I'm gonna try to start small, you know. Sounds good, sounds good, I, I guess. Uh, well, man, it's great to talk to you. Can we catch up again sometime soon? I just want to make sure you're back to health and that things are getting up and running again. Man, I cannot wait till you bring that corporate tax reform piece in. Corporate what? Oh yeah, uh, definitely. That'll, that'll teach him. Talk to you soon. Now, I was pretty well worried by this point. Since that day, I haven't heard from Stevie in over a year, and it's not from lack of trying. Seems like every time I call him, my phone just up and breaks. A couple of them even caught fire. Now his handlers have told me that I should be receiving a call from him in just a minute or two here. I, it'll be so nice just to catch up and hopefully tie up a few of these loose ends. Hey Steve, man, it's been ages. How are you? No hard questions or else. Here he is. Make it short. Hello, Tim. Friend Tim from the past times. Oh, so good. <laughs> past times. Buddy? What's up with you? Hello, yes, it is good to hear you. You sound pretty odd. Are you sick again? How's wife and kids? Ah, family, yes, yes it is. I like it. Yes, it... What? Did you hear me? I asked how the wife and kids are. Oh, wife and kids, yes. Good friend, Tim, like the old days. Steve, you're not really talking to me here. What, what have they done to you, man? This is freaking me out. Oh, I'm okay, please, Tim. I am okay. <laughs> yeah. you say so. How's being president, man? Seems like you've been having some trouble getting your legislation going. No trouble. Oh, good things ahead. Yeah, good for the USA. Wealth will be properly distributed soon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow, you got that through. That's incredible. Yes, we're going to tax the poor and give it to the rich. Close the schools and give that to the rich. Close the hospitals and give that to the rich. And then close the houses and give those to the rich. And close the people. Wait, wait, and, wait, wait, uh, wait. This is not you at all, man. Where's my Steve? My Steve, the guy who stood on the roof of the student center with the principal's dog as hostage, demanding rights for the gay students. <laughs> close the gays and give those to How the, the fuck rich. Do you close gays. <laughs> what did I say about hard questions? No! No! This has been Unsatisfactory Products, episode two of Quake in Your Boots, a podcast lovingly handcrafted right here in sunny Echo Park, Los Angeles, California, by me, George Cochran. 
subscription details, contact stuff, and everything else that's good, go to quakeinyourboots.com. The music you're hearing is by the band Hook and Loop. It's called Moon Patrol, and it'll be out a little later this year. Thanks for listening, and thanks so much for sharing this with your friends. It really, really helps. In fact, I'm so thankful. I regret to tell you, it looks like your house is surrounded by mountain lions. Have a nice night. See ya.